0: Kick it Just off there, Luke. Seconds.
1: Oh, oh, I'm doing it.
0: If you want, okay, I'll do it. I'll you do should it. look up into the camera when you do it.
1: Okay, I'll point at
0: it. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, whenever you're hey,
1: ready. Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a show where we interview comedians and performers about their worst nightmares on stage. I'm Luke Fagin Bush. And I'm Lauren Hutton. Yes. Yeah,
0: we're the hosts. And with us, it's, it's Mandy McKelvey, everybody! we am lucky
1: enough to have Mandy McKelvey on the show. Thank you guys for having yes. me. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know Mandy McKelvey, you you should. But do you, you want to give like a, a couple words about, like...
2: Um, mm-hmm. I'm Mandy McKelvey. Yeah? I'm a stand-up comic. I've been at it for about 15 years. Yes. And I am uh, not good at the internet, so I'm doing it the hard way.
1: <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so follow her on Instagram. She needs. <laughs> enjoy the episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Or I guess you just got here. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Luke, what were you just saying? (laughs) Oh, oh, we are on the eve of your... Is it your headlining debut at Go Bananas? That's fantastic. And about time.
2: I'm so excited. excited. There is... is, There's a fun thing... That's happening for me right now because you, you know how comedy has all these invisible levels that only
1: that don't actually matter that don't exist that no
2: one who is not a comic would give a shit about. And uh, so I didn't know about this level, but this is the level of uh, off night club headliner. That's a new. Oh, um, Thursdays that's the and Sundays. That we're on. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, I was uh, I had reached the level of uh, bar headliner club feature.
1: Okay, and right, that right was now. a
2: beautiful. A uh, place feels very grateful. A magical to time. There, We're grateful to be there, and I have recently jumped up uh, one rung, which I did not know that rung existed.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like they add rungs when you're climbing up the ladder. Right, you, you go, go to reach a for new something one. and they're oh, like, yeah.
0: "Wait, wait, you didn't touch that one down. <laughs> yes, there. What are you doing?" Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> you are barbershop feature. <laughs> yes, barroom. <barbering. laughs> <laughs> opener <laughs> yes yes
2: um and then and uh, now there is apparently a thursday and sunday headliner spot that right. you can I've,
1: you can get I've it been to shows like that i just didn't know it was an established i had no know. idea but it, it it
2: it happens all at once you know how you it's like nothing will happen to you for so long and then 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 as soon as it happens it's like once it becomes possible, then it just keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's like that. So yeah, uh, the first one to take a chance on me was helium. Um, uh, because not that I don't, not that I don't count planet of the tapes, planet of the tapes is, a wonderful beautiful yeah. club in louisville but you know that is an independent club so that's different than like a franchise club right, right i yeah. have been allowed to headline some independent clubs but which is you know f- incredible and and far f- far more comfortable for me <laughs> but you know that those are people who are you don't That's not a weird thing you have to fight for because those are people who know comedy, watch comedy, don't care if you're famous. Uh, They don't, you know, I've always, I would always downplay when people would let me headline. I would say, oh, I'm not a headliner. I'm a closer. You know, Um, the headliner has a draw, but I I have no draw. But I could headline the shit out of your, I (laughs) could
1: close the shit out of your show
2: if you want me to. Yeah. And uh, so I was doing some independent clubs, so um, like the 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 actual the independent in Detroit, uh, the uh, the uh, the the drop. In yeah. South Bend, I, I like
1: those because there's like a refreshing lack of oh, TikTok yeah. stars yes, there. Yes, That's yes. pretty nice. Small rooms. Usually, they're not in a strip mall, exactly. which is yeah. pretty
2: cool. Exactly, and and they're they're smalls, you know. So you're not, you know, they don't have this pressure to sell out a 300 seat right. theater, and they they're also they have one of the reasons they're staying alive is because they built a following. Their audience trusts them. Like, even though I don't know who this person is, yeah, I trust your. T- Taste as a right. club. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the, the places like the Independent and the Drop were doing that. And then, like, Playing the Tapes came into Louisville and sort of established itself in that way. So, when Playing the Tapes, you know, let, you know gave me tons of work, that just felt like, obviously. Like, they're an independent place. Yeah. They're looking for quality. They yeah. don't need... Fame and numbers. That was their whole mission when they opened was like, you know, it doesn't you don't have to have a TV credit to be on our stage. You you just need to be good at what you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bring the funny. We have the audience (laughs) already. Totally.
2: They would work off recommendations from good other good comics.
0: Oh, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: they would, you know, if you say to them, please look at this tape of this person, this is a I've seen them do X, Y and Z. They'll look at it and they'll book them. And um so you don't it's not that feeling of just getting lost in the emails. Right, and yeah. uh but you know, it's like a little fifty seat independent place.
1: Yeah, I like Louisville seems to be like an area where you can have a bunch of like different shows yeah. and it's not always like just comedy because yes. I went out and I saw your one woman show that was That fantastic. was the sweetest <laughs> thing when
2: you and Gretchen showed up to my yes, show. That was that the sweetest was,
1: thing. That was a lot of fun and
2: and yeah, stuff like that. Like the theater will just what? let you have the place.
1: You do a lot of like character shows too.
2: Yes, we. I've I've had a character roast series. For about 10 years now.
1: Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, what that's it, like
2: ancient lower, for a yeah. show, oh, yeah.
0: like an independent oh, yes. weird show to be running that yes. long. Holy yes. cow. And uh,
1: they it's... don't get um, to be that long the way like my shows do where I'm like, okay, I think the bar finally forgot we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I can just post and collect yes. a little bit of money. Yes. But they actually know that it's going on and it's yes, drawing people. It is, and it is definitely. Awesome.
2: It's sort of um, character assassination- we, did, we had our first show December 2011, and it was just sort of like um, Ron on Hirschberg talked the bar into letting us try something. Okay. Uh, he went to the, tradi- the club at the time, which I believe was still the comedy caravan at the time. That was mm-hmm. like the only traditional club in town. And I get it. You know, they didn't want to take a chance on giving up a night to an experiment that they'd never seen or heard of before. Right, yeah. Um, You know, they still were like, you know, no, it's MC feature, ho- oh, you know, MC feature headliner, MC feature
0: headliner. This is how we know how to make yes, money. Yes. We're not going to deviate yes. from the path because honestly, this isn't working that well. <laughs> yes, right. Comedy's very hard it on is, all levels, exactly. all businesses.
2: Exactly. <laughs> not the
1: 80s exactly. anymore. No.
2: Exactly. So, you know, uh, a, a little theater slash bar had opened up and they, but their intention was to just do plays and stuff. Mm. But anytime a stage opens up, you know, comedians can smell it.
0: Oh, they start <laughs> drooling. Yes. Just like, what's the Lighting situation. How big's the room?
2: Absolutely, it was a little fifty-seat theater up above a bar and restaurant. Adorable, and uh, you know, and is. You know, because you know, he's from Louisville, even though now he's big time, famous New York guy. But like, <laughs> he, you know, he's just, I always think of him as like this battering ram. It, he broke so many bars in our town. Like He would just go into them and be like, you have comedy here now. Like, right, That's well.
1: a good phrase for it. Yes. Comedy will break your bar. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes.
2: Yes. And so he would, uh, he convinced this bar to let us use their theater and do this experiment. And it went amazing, so amazing that we kind of maybe didn't notice that – we we didn't know things, like limiting the number of people that came in. So we were, like, busting the fire code accidentally oh. and doing things that we did not know. But a good problem to have if good you're prob- going yeah. yeah, to have a problem. Good problem. And, of course, the, the poor independent owners didn't notice because they're, like, it's just a bunch of comics hanging on upstairs. They yeah. had no idea there was going to be this – this swell of
1: people. <laughs> did, did you get like called out by, by policemen? No, about we, that? Uh,
2: so finally, uh, one of the, one of the owners of the bar, he came up, it was maybe our second show that we did. And we were, we did not know this cause we are not s- smart people. So we did not know yep. about things like capacity. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so he came up and I think we were at like double or triple, the capacity for the room legally and he just flipped out <laughs> and he was like, You can't do this. And we were like, Okay. <laughs> you know, like there wasn't it wasn't like a trick we yeah. pulled on you. Like, okay. We were trying to be nefarious, yeah, I yeah. Swear. And he was like, you have to put a cap on how many tickets you sell. And we were like, Oh, so oh I guess that's how we maybe figured out how to like make a ticket link and oh, make a certain okay. number of seats. Yeah. And just yeah. Stuff that I never would have ever had to consider because your whole goal is like, please come to my family. <laughs> right. yeah. Tell right. everyone you know. Uh, but yeah, t- over oh, ten, over ten years later, it's literally still going, and we do about six roasts a year. Always different characters. Everyone's different fictional characters or historical or celebrity, and it is it is what taught me how to write.
3: Ah, because
2: I was, when I started doing those, I was pretty young and really green. I had been doing the same 10 minutes for about five years because I was too terrified to write new material. (laughs) I would think of something, but I would never do it because I would always be given a limited amount of time. And I would be like, well, I can't screw up because if I bomb, they won't want me back. So I I would always do my best stuff, even though... It wasn't my best stuff. It was just what I knew how to do at the yeah. time. You
1: you do kind of there is that trap where you're like, oh, I'm on a show now, so I have to do my best yes. ten minutes, yes. and then yeah. you don't ever change it. You never. Yep. Nothing it. else gets better.
2: I, you know, and I got made fun of by some of the guys because they were so much more fearless than me. But I didn't like that because what I saw them doing, even though they were always creating new things and was being very incredibly funny. I always thought a lot of the things they would do wouldn't work. And in my mind, I always felt like these people were so gracious to let us Use the space or the people that came to see us were giving us their time. Right. Yeah. So, how could you just fuck off like that? <laughs>
0: right. And the expectation yes. to bring a show yes. that people are actively watching. Yes. Like, if you're at an open mic and it's six of your dumb friends that they've heard all your jokes before, <laughs> yeah. sure, have a goof. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but if there's an audience, oh, if yeah. there's an actual audience, yes. do something for <laughs> yes. the audience. I, yeah. it, it's
2: crazy because it's like we, you know, we were both wrong. Like, I wasn't trying. Trying new things, I wasn't growing. Right, yeah. And they were—they well, wasted a lot of people's time. <laughs> yeah, they wasted a, yeah. a lot of people's time. And then somehow we all found a way to get better. And um, but I—I I was stuck. And when we started the roasts, and I would say that's about the time that I also got introduced to like homework shows, just in general theme shows, okay, alti yeah. shows. We have to have something prepared about a thing. Yeah. So I—it was so much easier. To write in that way because it was like I had no emotional connection to it. Yeah. I didn't know how to write about myself because I'm too close to it. Yeah. But I could pretend to be this woman. And it was so clear, like, what her deal was to me.
0: Precisely, yeah.
2: And so once
0: I—oddly
2: enough, I learned how to be myself by pretending to be other women for so long. (laughs) And so then it just— and, and, and unfortunately, the cliche is true. You if, if you just get up enough times, it just starts meaning less. So yeah. the nerves, you're just like, the stakes yeah. go down. Yeah, You're just like, I'll be up again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I'll be up again in 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> like there is... Yeah, it is weird with comedy how the, the less you care, usually the better it gets. It sucks, right? Except yeah. It sucks.
2: Well, that sucks. The <laughs> lack of desperation. They feel it they feel the relaxation the, the
1: more you want it the less they want I to know, it to right? yeah. i know it's hate almost that. all audiences are withholding i do i hate that i do just hate just mom that. and dad out there <laughs> i know i know God, i hate that do you have like a uh, a favorite character that's come out of that series God, or one that you really s- enjoy i
2: have so many things that were were totally unexpected. I learned how to do accents from trying for two weeks to learn Amy Winehouse's Cockney accent.
1: Uh, That's very specific. Could not figure it
2: out. And I was like, my brain is broken from trying to do it. I couldn't. And then, so I I had to learn like how to listen to people and mimic things and pick up things. And, you know, I couldn't learn it from listening to her. Because for some reason, when she would do it, it, it my brain would just be like, "That's just those sounds don't make sense to me." Right, mm-hmm. right. I learned how to so oddly enough, I learned how to do her accent from listening to My Fair Lady, where they would okay because <laughs> Eliza do you know it's so exaggerated in that musical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Russell Brand has okay, a, a, a super yeah. exaggerated accent and uh, stuff like that. I love i inexplicably loved doing julia child i have no idea why that did the most she, i think she's just such a badass but no one knew they're right. just like she's a little lady who cooks like no one knew and then um and then i inanimate objects uh one of the best things i've ever done in my whole life probably i built a uh i built a, a tetris costume like a the 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 Z shape. I wanted to be the, the least likable shape. Okay. Right,
0: right. The one that everyone one, dreads
1: when yes, it drops. Yes, yeah. yes. One specific tetris. Yes, <laughs> it be tetris. the Z shape, and
2: I want, and I t- took on a Russian accent because you know that is a. Uh, a Russian game. and oh, <laughs> uh, not know that. Oh, you know, at the end, it's like the Taj Mahal, if you, like, win a nope, set, never gotten like, that far. <laughs> the, <laughs> and it plays, like, this, like, uh, you know, the kind of music that you would hear, like, in, in you know, like when you see any film scene in a, where they go to Russia and they want you to okay. know you're in Russia, yeah, yeah. it's that same type of
1: music Deep that Deep voice they play. man, chorus, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and so, like, you uh,
1: can do that. I just, <laughs> yeah, if I heard it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I just took on this perspective of this piece of a game that was the most unwanted piece of the game. And I wrote all of these jokes from the perspective of being the piece that nobody's happy to see and I just get to do a dumb out uh, a dumb accent and I got to be in this four and a half feet wide (laughs) green series of boxes that I built myself into and you know you you know and I because the costume was so big It's beautiful. It informed the character. It was so big. Couldn't turn on stage. So Uh, I had to move side to side just like a Tetris piece. I could never
1: turn
2: or sit (laughs) or do anything. I I could only go to the mic sideways, (laughs) scuttle sideways, and scuttle back (laughs) sideways. And um, the easiest thing in the world to do... For me, before I can think of anything to write, is if I learn the voice and I get the costume and the body, everything else happens. Right, yeah. Because if you have a weird accent, certain words are funnier when you say them yeah. than when oh, yeah. you. Oh, and yeah. like uh, I did Dory from Finding Nemo. <laughs> and so I basically built myself into this fake aquarium where it looked like, my, head, my whole body was covered because I built like a faux dresser that the aquarium was cool. sitting on. Oh, and then my okay. head was the fish head. So my head is just up in this fake little <laughs> aquarium that I built. And because I was in there and I couldn't use my body and I could only use my head, I had to write all of my jokes where I had to do all of my expressions from my neck and face and I could swivel, you know, inside the box. Oh, uh, okay. Um, anytime I have where I'm in a complicated costume, it will completely inform all my jokes. Because um, I do love... I, 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 I love physical comedy more than I th- even
0: realized. Okay. Uh,
2: I think when I started comedy... You know, everybody's so serious about, Mm -hmm. like, you've got to be a cool person. You have to be cool. Right. And it's so
0: dumb. It's so dumb, right?
2: (laughs) And so, all the... uh, Everybody that was, like, respected by comics was, like, these hardcore joke writers. Yeah. And, you know, they can just stand in front of a microphone Mm -hmm. and just just deliver these bangers. And it's like, man, that would be beautiful to be able to do that. I am not that talented. (laughs) Right. And also, I... Adore people who are goofy on stage and you, you know use their body and use their face and are animated when they tell you things, right? Yeah, and I, I think as soon as I had started having to do characters use my body and voice and face more, I was like, it then I was able to do it as myself because I was like, I. I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't be myself on stage and it's because I don't ever just stand still and monotone oh, say a thing right I over explain I use my hands I've always had a very expressive face
1: yeah you, I'm, were, uh, you were eating before the podcast <laughs> and you had to dance to do that I did I did I <laughs> told Luke I fucking love food so much <laughs> I have to dance when I eat
2: but yeah I just like um, I was like man why am I not it. Like that's why I'm not myself on stage. I'm literally not being myself. Yeah. I'm trying to deliver jokes, and that's not. I'm not even a joke writer. When I talk to people, you know, because you know that you know that thing in comedy where they talk about like, you you know, joke structure, and you want to get out all the extra words. Yeah. And you just make everything as lean and tight as possible. That sounds amazing. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> I've never done that in my life, and I'll never do it. I use the most amount of words. I will. I can insert unnecessary word sounds into anything I'm telling you. I could easily give somebody an explanation of something in three words and I'll make it a 45 minute story. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, man, why am I, but, but that's why, you know, I have the friends that I have and I'm, and I'm, and I have the personality that I have because I over explain. And then I was like, well, why, you know, why am I not, why can't I be that way? If that's why people like me off stage, why would they not like me on stage for that? Yeah. And so I really realized that one of the reasons that I was frozen as a green comic was because I was taught to do everything that was the exact opposite of my natural personality.
0: Right, because these are the guidelines. Yes. This is what everyone that is admired is doing. Yes. So this is the path you have to follow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah All that dumb shit.
2: Oh, yeah, because you know how they <laughs> love to, um, and not to say that, that we haven't all seen this, but, but it, it's not always true. You you know how people say, like, somebody's, like, up there and they're, they're all charisma, no joke. Or they're, yeah. a, you know, or particularly, I'll see girls get this criticism of, you know, being storytellers instead of joke writers. And they really use that to sort of like downplay people's ability. Mm. And you're like, okay, it's true when you've seen it and it goes poorly. When you do see someone, but it's not because of what they're doing, it's because they're not as charismatic as they thought they were, or they're not as good of a storyteller as they thought they were. It's not because that stuff doesn't work, because that stuff absolutely can be a huge part of why stuff is funny. It's when it's
1: not them. and They're trying to be someone else.
2: Um, And you know, people, the cool guys that I spend so much time with, they've always made fun of me for some of my comedic tastes like i will every time one drops i will watch a kevin hart special and you know how kevin hart is like that you know he sells out these you know mm-hmm. madison square garden and so all these serious comics will back like he's like you know, he's not a real comic. Or he's just, yeah, yeah,
0: he's the arena dog right, now. Exactly,
1: yeah. and he I probably think doesn't mind. Exactly <laughs> right. He probably got over yeah, that. Yeah, he cries into his money. <laughs>
2: but yeah, but I think that's crazy because if you watch him, he is the most entertaining, charismatic, yeah. likable human. Uh, I don't hear any traditional jokes coming out of his mouth. I don't hear a bunch of setup and punchlines coming mm-hmm. out of his mouth, no. and I could care less, and and the million people watch him could care less. He can tell you something that isn't a joke, but because he's telling you with his whole heart and yeah. his whole body <laughs> yep. and everything in him, you are riveted. These people who hate on him cannot tell me that he is not the most magnetic personality. And he's got this hilarious, very specific voice. He is himself. He is not emulating anyone. And I'm just like, why would they hate that so much? <laughs> and I think it might just be because they're boring. Like,
0: yeah. like are they just boring? Boring, jealous, you know, spiteful people right? who just look at success. They hate and... it
1: because they ain't it. Yeah. Thank, a, you. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. That's rhymes. what I was looking <laughs> for.
0: Thank yeah. you.
2: <laughs> I had the most amazing experience once, and I think I had just started comedy. I had tickets, back-to-back nights, Um, One night, I watched Brian Regan, and on the next night, I watched Kathleen Madigan.
3: Oh, good shows. Right? (laughs) Right?
2: obvious heroes of stand-up, right? And so the first night is like Brian Regan, who is clean, which is not my jam, but he makes it incredible for me to watch. Mm -hmm. Everything was inflection, facial expression, body posture, personality. Yeah. Everything he did— I learned so much about just the way he uses every part of himself right. when he's up there. He's the goofiest human who ever <laughs> lived, and it's so cool. The next night, I go watch Kathleen Madigan. She walks out on stage in front of the mic stand never takes the mic out of the mic stand stands there hands at her side and talks directly into that microphone without moving for 59 minutes and 50 seconds and then she said <laughs> good night and walked off what? the stage and it was the yeah. best fucking show i ever seen <laughs> because <laughs> because she's such a good joke writer like she's right. such a good writer yeah and it wasn't like boom 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 either it was all stories about her family and shit really But it was, you know, and she's not goofy, and she's not a big-face girl, and she's not even, her hands weren't doing no more than just a mic-level flip-and-flop. Yeah. And both of those shows were, like, the most entertaining, most life-changing thing I've ever seen. Equal amounts of respect for both of them in every way Would, would die to be either one of them. Right. And yet, I was, like, so... Everyone's just been lying to me. (laughs) One way or the other. one There's absolutely no right way to do this. Yeah, People don't give a shit about your joke structure. People give a shit if they feel connected to you or if you say things that make them feel a certain way that they want to hear more of the things that you said. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. That's all any of it is. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on who you are, and where you're at financially the the tiktok that's what's happening with the tiktok stars they people feel connected to them
3: yeah
2: uh so i just did louisville comedy club last weekend for the first time it's like a new big huge venue that's coming to downtown part of a bigger franchise and uh i got to work there for the first time and um it was, there was a lot of people there, but it was like, you know, nowhere near full. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what a, what a, have you filled this place? And they said, yes, we have filled this place with three TikTok stars. Ha! And I said, ha! and I said, that's amazing. And I said, um, you know, what was it like? And they said, it wasn't like anything. It, because it, it, they didn't matter. It didn't matter. The audience didn't have an expectation for them to be hammering away for forty-five minutes. Joe, right. yeah. The audience was in love with them, idolized them, wanted to come meet them, right. get a picture, feel connected because they've been commenting and they felt like they were friends with this person. Yeah. They said people were coming dressed up as the TikTok star that they yeah. were coming to see, and so they were they were getting what they wanted there was no expectation of that person other than just for that person to continue talking to them but to just be live when they did it and wow. there th- these people weren't you know no one was walking away saying there wasn't one joke in that
1: of course not right <laughs> they, were, they didn't care yeah, maybe they're opener right? last <laughs> week <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, yeah, it was just like there wasn't, you know, nobody was looking away saying that. They were just like, I got to meet them. I got a photo. I got, you know, and God, you know, their dream is to, like, connect with them on social media and be, like, appear in the same post. Right. You know, and, like, that is, everyone's getting what they wanted.
1: It's it's hard to me to imagine like being on a show where the expectation for you to be funny isn't there it's like no just stand there and we'll stare yeah, at you, well, and Jade, just you. Like- it's
0: a different vibe
1: like it's, it's
0: an entire room of people that are there because they just love that person yeah. of course we can't
1: relate to that
0: Luke <laughs> <laughs> obviously I, I think
1: there is a room small enough where I can make that happen for me <laughs> <laughs> A broom closet <laughs> and a couple of folding chairs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I love that Maria Bamford set where she's just talking to mm-hmm. her parents in the living room. Yep. Oh my gosh, it's, it's one of my so, favorite
0: specials. It's the so And the cookies perfect. burn in the middle of it. And um, that's
2: part of it. God, like,
0: so good. Just so good.
2: Brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant.
0: I love weird things just for yes. the sake of their own weirdness. Yes. And that's why, like, all of the weird shows that go on in Louisville, but like the Highlands of Louisville is just like a little pocket of weird. It is. I used yeah. to live down there and I'm so sad I don't anymore because <laughs> it's 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 the only place that you can walk down a street and see just like someone barely making it by paycheck to paycheck yes. sweating every single night in the kitchen spending most of their yes. money on coping mechanisms <laughs> they get from a dealer Yes, and then on the other side of the street is a lawyer in a two million dollar house yes. Yes. <laughs> they're both just happy as clams <laughs> it,
2: it's, it, I love that area so much I will say I think the thing is starting to happen to it that is happens it? To everywhere where your your line cooks are getting priced out Yep. of it, they're having to commute in to serve it took the a lawyers. While. Yeah, it took. Uh, that's why I still love it there because even though the rent has gotten out of control, just a few miles away, it's still a very affordable city. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it it, it has gotten to the point that the the line cook is is bussing in from a different part of town.
0: Oh, that makes me sad. It's gotten yeah. there. That
2: Don't get me, me wrong. Sad. There, you can find uh, shitty apartments only a mile or two away
1: that you can <laughs> oh, afford. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's reassuring. You can't,
2: you can't just live in the middle of the action anymore if you uh, have a uh, a, a, a blue collar job of mm. any kind. Or
1: uh, well,
0: I, I mm. passed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw one show at Kaiju, and it's still one of my like favorite moments in comedy anywhere where it was like a space-themed show. Wait, wait, it's, <laughs> it's Kaiju? It's not Kaiju? It's Kaiju. Kaiju, like oh, the Japanese- Oh, wow, I've <laughs> been saying that wrong for years. <laughs> tight, we're Ka- learning. Kaiju is <laughs> a little bald boy, that's- <laughs> Right, that I thought one. it was, I yeah, thought that, that was the thing. That's so cute. He is not <laughs> <laughs> destroying downtown I Tokyo, that's that. not his jam.
2: I love the idea that every time <laughs> you mention that bar, bar you pictured that little bald cartoon <laughs> child- 100%. In your head. Can't wait to go to Kaiju again.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a, sh- a show where everybody was doing like a space theme character yes. and then at one point in the show they were bringing up the next person and they announced the name and walked off stage empty stage and then this girl busted out a, a papier mache rock and she had been there for literally the whole she was show
3: on stage the whole time. <laughs> she, yes.
1: she'd been there for like 45 minutes and she was Perfect. sweating That is so <laughs> And I think she did like two minutes that yes. were kind of comprehensible because she wasn't getting a lot of oxygen. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I also think it was a contest and she won just for that group oh, that's and deserved like, that deserved it. 100%. That
2: sounds like a Thunderdome. A Thunderdome, Kaiju was the host of Thunderdome uh, and it was a monthly theme show. Uh, the winner of The Last Thunderdome would pick the theme for the next month and oh, host the show. That was
3: it. And yeah. So Slick.
2: everybody, you know, they would get like maybe six, eight people. You'd have to write within that theme. And then at the end, you know, it's by Claptor is right. the meter mm-hmm. for who wins and gets to host and pick the next theme. Super friendly competition because everybody who does the show loves each other. It's really weird. It's always different people and everybody enjoys each other's sets so much. I can't wait to see what everybody's interpretation is. Right. Yeah. And it's how some of the best and brightest weirdos emerged <laughs> because maybe they didn't feel comfortable doing stand up, but they were like, I know how to build myself into a rock. And I think I got two minutes on it. <laughs> and like so all these yes. people, which is wheat, we ended up picking a lot of people to be on our roasts based on those Kaiju Thunderdome that's performances. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes we would, sense yeah it gave you know because we could see people in a light we'd never seen them in
3: yeah yeah you know
2: you might be like okay that's our friend Amy Amy is like eccentric an old stage hand not really comfortable with stand-up but you don't know what Amy's capable of until you say okay Amy the theme is psychology this week what do you got and then Amy builds four puppets and does a whole show about going to see their therapist (laughs) and like and then you're just like Amy's a genius no one knew Amy was a genius till now no one ever gave Amy an opportunity to show that Amy was a genius and uh our last roast we did something we've been Talking about doing for 10 years, we've never been able to pull it off. We did a musical roast. Yes. Oh, we'd always wanted to fun. do it. <laughs> always wanted to do it. But it. we just knew that we had to, uh, it would be so much more work than a regular roast. Because yeah, right. these things are pretty production heavy. Yeah, And so we finally just were like, let's just fucking do it because we're never going to do it. Everybody, let's just set a date and just commit no matter what. And we did so, uh, and it wasn't as elaborate as we wanted it to be, but it was perfect. We everybody picked a different, you know, we well, we, you know, we'll we'll pick like these are the parameters. These are the main ones we really want to have, yeah. and we're open yeah. to other things. We pick these things. Everybody's like, okay, you know, you write a song or jokes, whatever you want to do, but the whole thing is a musical about musicals, and there's a musical component to yeah. your set. We reached out to Amy, who I would bet my life savings that was the one in the rock mm. <laughs> um, we reached out to amy to see if amy would wanted to do cats what
1: was her last name davis davis um that might have been the one in the rock that yep. makes, that makes shout sense. out Lagan. perfect absolute
2: genius a maniac genius
1: i like the idea of her just doing shows and her whole thing is popping out of paper mache, yeah. mache oh, yeah. stuff. She's oh, yeah. every Absolutely. show. Absolutely. <laughs> Amy Psychology. I'm in a bust of Freud.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
2: A- Amy is such an incredible... Amy is not a stand-up. Amy is like a stage hand from way back, costumer. Gotcha. Introverted, Amazing. can barely hold a conversation. I literally went in- went to a show once, and I saw Amy sitting on the floor behind a plant. Just, hi- Just... Chillin' because it was more comfortable to be on the floor behind a plant than it was to be up on the
3: couch. She had
1: a paper machine. Right, rock. talking to everybody.
2: <laughs> so, you know, you've got to really find like ways to showcase that. You yeah, don't right. you don't tell Amy to change. You say, Amy, what can you do here? Right. <laughs>
0: how do we how do we give you a how platform? Do we use you appropriate, for this? Yes.
2: And so we went to Amy because we thought who would be like a weird ass cat who would just do something off the yes. fucking wall? So we went to Amy and we're like, Would you be interested in doing cats? And Amy said, Absolutely not. I would love to be in the show on one condition, which is the funny, it, was, it sounds really aggressive, but, it, but coming from Amy, we were all like, Oh, oh okay. Wait, right, wow. Well. Okay. She had Uh, an idea. What happened? (laughs) Amy said, I will be in your show on one condition. I get to play a stagehand. I am not on stage. I get to come out for an interlude and leave. And we went. (laughs) We didn't really have space for that. We we were really going to do musicals, but we guessed that we... Let's we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we met, and the generally the the consensus of the the producers group was, if anyone else had have said this, we would have told them to fuck off.
0: Right, But right. It's too much work. Right? Too many logistical right? nightmares. But you well, know, it's we'll not do your it. show.
2: It's not about you. But it's not your show. And we would rather use the space for musicals. Right. But because it was Amy, we were everybody just looked at each other and said, I gotta see it, and there <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fucking see it too. So we said. Amy, go off. uh, (laughs) Let us know if you need anything. Like, we did not know what she was going to do. We just, we found a spot for her to pop, or sorry, they, them. We found a spot for them to pop in. And uh, they showed up in all black, dressed as a stagehand, still did not know what was going to (laughs) happen. Had had given the sound guy their music cue. And about, you know, three, two-thirds of the way into the show. We're like, uh, you know, our we we can't do this without the help of our backstage crew, which isn't true. We have no backstage, crew. right? Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a Amy. We just we just called him Amy. Uh, and we're like our 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 stagehand, Amy. Amy comes out. Music starts to play. Amy sings a song about being a person who is behind the scenes in theater because that is their whole life. And it is to this day, if I swear to God to you, if we put that on the internet, it would go viral. It was it was the most insane, beautiful <laughs> adorable, catchy. We didn't know she could do music. We didn't know they could do music. And uh, it sang this song. There was a moment where I even teared up during it. And it was just about being like this creature that lurks in the dark and how... Uh, they know everybody by their shoes because that's what they see underneath the curtain (laughs) and the cracks in the stage hiding and it was like there's props and they're looking Uh. they don't know where they go (laughs) and there's a and there'd be like little parts where they they talked about how they uh, one time during the song they said uh they said, I change your clothes. And like, and then we were like, oh my God, like li- literally Amy helps people get dressed in the dark, you know, is it talk- talked about being a not a nocturnal creature who, uh, It was a freelance, so, so like, you know, I haven't seen a doctor in years, you know. Oh,
0: my God.
2: And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, and it never got old once. We did it four times. It never got old. Seriously. I cannot, we got it on video. Cannot wait to chop it up, and just, not that we all weren't our best selves, we were. It was a great show, but, like, that, there is no, that is Kaiju, that is Louisville, that is that... Altie homework show yep. just yeah. born out of absurdity giving people the freedom to be the absolute most intense version of their of their worst mental illness <laughs> like, so it was so perfect
0: concentrated weirdness
2: it, oh my god just uh i would you would you would want i wish i could drink that song it like you cannot get, it's, it's infectious. Like you cannot get enough of it.
1: That's, That's totally a unexpected. Of, a lot of faith to have in someone where you don't you, right? know till the night of. Yeah. And I don't know if they would have gotten that chance at like right? some more of the right? above barbershop level clubs. There it is. <laughs> there, it is. <laughs> there
2: it is. Exactly. Exactly. And pl- you know, Planet of the Tapes let us have a whole weekend to do this type of thing. They That's didn't, so cool. they weren't like, no, we have to have a headliner and an MC.
0: No, they said, like, wait, wait, wait. Our folks will
1: love this. How long do you want to do it? (laughs) Yes, music. But what will the TikTok crowd think?
0: So in all of the weird shows that you've seen in Louisville, what are some of the things that people attempted that just didn't work?
2: Oof, we have, we've done <laughs> a lot. We, we, not, we not, do have a the bombing
1: theme. <laughs> <laughs> that's true,
2: that's true. true. It's true. We have tried a lot of things on stage. We have tried, like, live, uh, you know, I mean, we just tried things where we just, I think we could have gotten them, but it was just not enough to, to keep trying. Right. We tried just, like, weird things where we, have like unscripted stuff where we're doing like sketches, but they're like improv style sketches. And um, we've had you know sets that just like go on too long, where we're you, you we're not we're not we don't know how to police the the, the show because we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, so we end up wearing people out with exposition. I
0: gotcha. Yeah.
2: Because uh, we don't really know how to communicate what we're doing yet. Yeah. So it's like it's, so much setup.
1: Is there a show that got too weird even by Louisville standards where people were like, I don't know if we're on board anymore? There
2: is 100% like five shows that debuted (laughs) at Kaiju that were never seen or heard from again. And uh, I'll tell you who is the owner and proprietor of all of that weirdness is a comic named Greg Welsh. He's the Louisville boy who used to run so many of the shows at Kaiju. And Greg is... When it comes to being a producer, he is fearless and all-inclusive. Hell yeah. So they would, he would just be like, I got an idea. We're going to pull the screen down. Everybody writes a commercial, films it. We go up and you're going to do jokes over this and we're going to do this. What? And like, just, he, he loves to involve like media and technology into. Yeah. And some of it is like the birth of a new thing that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And some of it is like, Well. That was a thing. that <laughs> we, we know saw it, it doesn't
1: work now. It was, we saw it? learned.
2: I bet you Greg has a list of like 10 things that he never did again, <laughs> that he never put on that show again. We've done, you know, game shows, tortured artists, where you do jokes, and if you don't get a certain amount of laughs, like you get a punishment on a wheel that oh, the geez. audience spins, and, you know, all kind of shit that is just like. Uh, We've done pair you know we'll pair people up and then they have to do a thing together we've done we used to do on the spot where you would get your you when you showed up to the show you would be uh, given a theme and you had one hour before the show to write. And then you would okay. have to go up and um, per- do what you did, what you came up with in one hour. I
0: love that idea. Oh, yeah. Because I don't do my homework anyway. So <laughs> oh, it it was, makes it perfect a, sense. It was
2: really nice to not feel that that sadness of having had weeks to do something and not You're doing right? it. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, no, this is the point. Here, yes. <laughs> sit down and cramp. Yes, yes. I'm so so supposed to be really cramming. Nice. What a relief. Yes. It's going to happen anyway. Yes. It was really
2: nice to be able to just not have to worry about it. But then, of course, that hour is like the worst hour of your life. Yeah, of course, <laughs> You're yeah. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. A lot of roast battles gone wrong, uh, <laughs> really gone wrong because it would just be you would get a pairing of people who were not doing, who were just like roasting each other in a way that not was, in just good faith. Yeah. Yeah. It
3: was
2: just sad, yeah, yeah, just a sad, it was like a sadness contest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, any different way they could use people, they would do it. Uh, one of the, one of the, the worst times I ever had, but it was a beloved show that worked. It's just so terrible for the way I am on stage. Uh, was they had a screen and they would fl- flip through it and you had to riff it was a riff show uh, and so you would riff on the screen and it was competition so yeah so whoevers doing the best riffing based on audience and it was <laughs> but what what went wrong on my end not just that I'm I need a minute to think and, and right. I'm not a great riffer but what went wrong was that the stuff on the screen wasn't basic stuff. They had the the people who wrote the cards had already written basically like a joke or oh. already done a weird thing. So I would spend so much of my time trying to
0: interpret what I was seeing. Right. So like they had uh. done too much of the work for right, right, you. Right, 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 yeah. right.
2: And so I spent all my time <gasps> Roasting the dudes who wrote the cards <laughs> because I would just, I mean, I would literally look at a card and it wasn't, I wasn't even trying to be a dick. I would just, a card would come up and I would be like, what the fuck does that even say? <laughs> like, what does that even say? Like, I kept, t- I was like, I was so, I was, a, it's the meanest I've ever been on a show. <laughs> thing. I had to apologize to the poor guys that I don't, did the show. I don't
1: know like, if I've seen you be mean. I know. I was so ever. mad. I You're was yeah. so nice. I was furious. I was furious
2: at them. And, there was, and the two guys who wrote the literally the sweetest boys mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're funny and they they wrote these funny silly cards but i they would come up and i would be like what do you want me to do with this information like if i can't even make a joke because i don't understand what i'm reading right and like i was just yelling at them the whole time and then i ended up advancing which was even worse
3: <laughs> <laughs> now you have to do it yes, again
2: yes and i i won this i won this giant pine cone that's like as big as my head that one of them stole from someplace they shouldn't have been taking things (laughs) and i felt so bad about the way that i want because i didn't i'm not a mean comic Mm -hmm. i felt so bad about the way that i want it uh that i like spray painted it gold and I put it on my mantle and I sent him a picture and I was like, I am so sorry for what I did to get this. Thank you for this honor. Uh, you do not have to have me back on your show. Thank you very
1: much. I don't, I, I don't think there's ever been like a nicer roast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I don't think Greg Geraldo is. That's a list of people. He needs to send Hallmark cards out. Right. So right?
0: Not even a thought. Not even a thought that
1: Was so sorry.
2: Because <laughs> you know you get in the when you're up there and you're in the moment.
0: Yeah, you're yeah.
2: Just, you're like a different version of yourself in a yeah. way because you're just your adrenaline's pumping and everybody's looking oh, at yeah. you. But then when you get off stage, you're like, oh my god, that's my friend. Yep. <laughs> oh no,
1: yep. I, 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 was so, I said all those things. I, I did that. I had the walking <laughs> off stage and like what did I say? Should I feel bad about it? (laughs)
0: That's usually me. I get down into a black hole that I'm fighting. Was any of that good? Was any of that good? What happened? I'm going to go home. I know.
2: I don't know. I don't know why people weren't enjoying it, but it made me sad.
0: (laughs) Oh man! So one of the things that we've started doing at the end of the episodes is words of wisdom from our guests. So oh, what? Wow. A little like, it can be yeah. a piece of advice. It doesn't have to be serious. There's it doesn't have some to be a joke.
1: Since the last time we Zoom called you and tried to record that <laughs> in whatever true. quality it ended up in, <laughs> and, and I, you back. know, I'm kind
2: of what? Thank you. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, I probably should have re-listened before I came because who knows? You had that what thought I too. <laughs>
1: We need to listen. So, who's for that?
2: I was like, who? Knows what I where I was at in my stand up was it in the pandemic I bet I was in like a really bad place actually if you I were recall on the correctly.
0: upswing of a roller coaster you yes. had just gotten done okay. with a valley and you were on the Ooh, bounce back
2: I did I had a bad run of bombs right before the pandemic a mm. bad run
0: and then we called you yeah, <laughs> it, was good, it was a good time to be on a
2: bombing what we've podcast.
1: heard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was on a bad string. I no. think uh,
1: this time I, you were I, you on know. just because you were in town and very funny. Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was
2: on a bad. I think that was when, when the last time we talked was right after I had gotten fired from a club and not that's
1: paid. Right. That's right. That does work out because this time you're like I getting know. into a I club. Hell so yeah!
0: Exciting. Redemption story. It's true.
2: I don't even think I'd ever even worked go bananas when we talked, and now I, I've been there like three times, and I get to have. Headline, so that's really awesome.
1: Did you just like work up the three rungs? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, she hosted, she featured, okay, she's done, <laughs> she's good, she's done here. I, uh,
2: I, I did. Uh, I will say this. I, I did the thing. I had to do the thing. Uh, I had to have a headliner had to ask for me to mm-hmm. be the feature because unfortunately that seems to be the way to feature these days. It's uh, it, there, There's not a lot of people out there just watching tapes cold for feature
3: right. work
1: and that sucks. There uh, are a lot more tapes than there were back in the day (laughs) because anybody can just pull out a cell phone you don't have to put it in a vcr (laughs) yep
2: yep and and, uh so i i got in because a headliner brought me Mm -hmm. as a feature and but then once i was in it was like once you're in front of people and they can feel like they trust you, yeah, then they'll have you back. But it's like just getting in the door everywhere you go. Yep. You don't work a place for a million years, and then when you work it once, it's like, oh, they're like, oh yeah, you're one of our people.
1: <laughs> yeah, just we such see a you as a thing. person. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, okay, okay. So you can do it. We saw you doing it on video, but we just thought it was fake.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, you with, can do it. <laughs> with deep fake and AI. <laughs> yeah. just, was that even you? Like, <laughs> is that a video from the 80s yes. that you upscaled to 4K? Like, yes. what is this that I'm looking at? But you're a person in front of me now.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, like, she's standing here. And we have to deal with her. So I don't know. Let's offer her something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give her a job.
0: She'll go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do you have words of wisdom or a piece of advice? for the audience
2: oh wow what?
0: Oh, no pressure, a theme, literally. A theme or a yeah,
2: subject We didn't of tell the you advice. you were
1: on video. We didn't tell <laughs> you we true. were asking for that advice. Is true. Well, I didn't
0: tell you this, Luke. I forgot to start recording the video until halfway through, so everything's a <laughs> <Okay>. wash.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sat here for thirty minutes switching cameras for nothing, and then I was like, "Do I even do it now? What's the point?" But man, oh, okay, it doesn't
3: matter. <laughs>
2: um, well, I think because um, like I. You know, when we were talking earlier about, you know, there being like a prescribed style that you're you're supposed to be aspiring to be and how I've learned that that's utter nonsense and all that uh, would definitely be something that I would hope that if there is any young new comics listening or trying to adapt in some way to be better on stage, like I would hope that they would not do that. I would hope that they would figure out what's great about them as a person and just do that. Um, it took me far too long for that, but I will say this week, this, this weekend I'd been, I've been working with Lori Kilmartin all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course I've always loved her and always been a huge fan and couldn't wait. I'd always heard th- that she's the nicest person in the world off stage. And then the meanest person on stage. She really is. I love. <laughs> and, uh, and i you know, I'd seen, you know, I'd been seeing her since the nineties, you know, Right. and I couldn't wait, couldn't wait to work with her. Um, I got, You know, and I I get... Like f- stage fright, talking to people that I admire so much. Yeah. So God, you know, I'm just yep. in my head the whole time. Like I'm, I sound weird. I sound weird. I sound weird. Oh, just st- stop talking. <laughs> Ask her about herself. Stop talking.
0: Um, Shift the focus away from right? me. Shift the focus away right? from me. Right. <laughs> and, uh, You know, I, I, I
2: like lose. I like start being real serious. I'm just like, ah. Oh, and then this happened. And then, and like, I don't, I don't know what happened. But
0: your whole first, your personality just flattened. Go- Same flat- thing yeah, exactly happens to me. Flat. I went yeah. flat.
2: She's like, I'd be like. I can't believe that girl came alive like that on stage. <laughs> she nearly put my ass to sleep the whole weekend talking to me in the green room. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm so glad she got to see me on stage or else she would have been like, get out of my <laughs> way. But I, I will say this. I Seeing her live for five shows, seeing her in, I think being in the room is so important. Uh, I think that's another reason I, I don't do, I don't know how, or I don't, do well on video because you lose so much energy yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: seeing her in that room commanding these people i mean there were yeah. some rowdy drunks bar you know sprinkled about yeah. throughout the weekend enthusiastic and sweet drunks but <laughs> but Just still rowdy loud. drunks nonetheless <laughs> yeah, yeah. nonetheless and she was working with them and i remember that for even the first night when there was like This tiny crowd on Thursday. Teeny, itty bitty crowd. like 11 people there. Yeah, itty bitty. But like, they were so, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They were so jazzed to be there that they had all this energy. Yeah. And Lori's working them over, working them over. And I was sitting in the back watching what she was doing with them because she was just crowd working her ass off. Yeah. And making them feel like they were... The reason that she was saying the things she was saying, even though that was just going to be her jokes anyway. Right. And so she's working them over, and she's like, you know, she's wearing heels, so she's six foot tall. She's this Amazonian, and she's standing on the edge of the stage, just leaning over them like Gandalf, <laughs> holding on to the mic. She's holding on to the mic stand off to the side of them, you know? And she's just, just, and she's just going in. And, uh, and they, they're not even offended. Like, they love it. Like, she's yeah. beating their asses and they love it. And she's doing incredibly controversial jokes, by the way, yeah. she did 15 straight minutes on abortion. Yep. And like, then she went into another, probably 10 on her mom dying of COVID and why that's funny. Yep. And I'm screaming. Oh, right. And then like, <laughs> so after about 20 minutes in, I felt myself tearing up like a little kid who wanted to do stand up who, who hadn't done it and was like meeting a hero. Oh. And I felt myself tearing up. And then, and, and when I, when it, she came off stage and when it was all over and I was in the car, I was like, this is the thing. You know how there is always this shit on the internet, these abstract things like you can do anything. You can be anything. You're no limits. You have to be determined. da da, da You're a prisoner of your own mind. Yeah. But that's an abstract and it means nothing. Because you cannot, most of us are not creative enough you cannot imagine a different life for yourself until you can fucking see it yeah like you you have to see it that that's no joke about representation i i can't see a great amazing male comic doing something because i'm not a great amazing male comic i had to see a middle-aged white woman (laughs) who was nice off stage and mean on stage doing what i do to be like how the hell is she getting away with this? And then watching her and then being like, really honestly, in that moment, I was like, it was so sad. It was so funny and silly and cheesy. I was like, I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can do anything.
3: Hell yeah.
2: Because you know how you, you only do what you've learned to do and what you've learned to be good at. Yeah. Why would you not? If you've learned to be good not. at something, do that thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I do what I know how to do, what I know how to make work. But I do it so much that you forget that there's other things to do that you could also be doing. And I saw her. There's so many things I don't say because I'm just like, why even get involved in that level of adversarial uh, content with the audience? Like, I have a lot of thoughts on certain things. that I'm just like, I don't even want to deal with y'all. I don't want to deal with your opinions, So I'm not even going to write jokes about that. (laughs) But like watching her, I was like, I can say anything I want. I just have to figure out how to say it. <laughs> yeah. I can I can be I can I could don't you know this is the best I've ever been at stand up. And yet watching her I realized to tomorrow I could dump my whole act and start over and be anything I fucking want to be. Like I'm not a certain thing. You can just do it. If there's you want to say something, you want to do something, you want to dress on stage a certain way, you want to have a certain style just do whatever you want there's no nothing that is not available to you if you are willing to to make it work you have to figure out a way to make it work you have to outsmart all the obstacles that will stop you from doing it but there's nothing that's not available to you that that woman's been doing stand-up 32 years yeah that's what 32 years that's what starting in the 90s looks like yeah and i was like i've only been doing it 15 years I can fucking, I'm, a, I'm just getting, st- I'm a baby. Right? I mean, I, most days I feel like an old lady who's like, I'm um, <laughs> in my day. They made me, they told me not to wear so much lipstick. <laughs> it,
1: like, it is really refreshing to hear that you feel like you are a baby at standup when I'm like,
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I'm five years in and I feel... That, It'll like, do that you. Oh, look at that you. open micer just starting It'll out. I'm an old man. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> <But> nope.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It'll do that to you. It'll make you. F- it wears you down. Yeah. That type of constant humiliation <laughs> wears you
3: down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So like you, you,
2: you, you, do feel so much older than you are. Mm-hmm. And when in stand up, I mean those, you know, those stand up years accumulate harder. Yep. Than certain kinds of years might accumulate, but watching Lori, I was like, I. I haven't even begun to be the person that I'm going to be on I have not yet
1: begun to debase it. myself. Yes, yes, yes.
2: I can be humiliated so many more ways than I ever imagined. Oh, the bombs I will have.
1: That is beautiful.
2: That, that, was, my, that was my yeah. big thing. I was like, I'm not old. I have nothing but time <laughs> yeah you can be funny till the day you die i have nothing yes. but time i have nowhere to go but up i can i the, the things that i'm doing right now that are my favorite things on earth i won't even recognize them in a few years Amazing. i won't even remember them and i was like that's like the most refreshing energizing thing that's happened to me in forever just seeing somebody who looks like me to me and then right. just being yeah. like it's fucking a Anything anything is possible Record an album and burn your material Like do whatever you want to do Nothing is sacred You can do anything And like I know that sounds so cheesy, but I felt the same way when I read it on Instagram.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's real. Right, that's how you know right, it's real. Right. The
0: dopamine's the same. Doesn't
3: matter.
0: <laughs> that's probably like, I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill of anyone that's been on the Best show before. Words Best of words wisdom? of wisdom. Yet, yeah. <laughs> hands down. So. You had like a philosophical,
1: <laughs> like psychedelic journey with Laurie Kilmartin's I material did. this weekend. I it's amazing. I See, I teared up like three times this weekend so watching great. her. I heard yeah. nothing but great things about There's that There's nothing show. to say I, but I great wish things. we yeah. could time travel and release this before the show. I know. right? I Get I some wish more I could people on Thursday night. <laughs> I, I, right. I know, right? Thanks for right. being on and uh, thanks for doing Urban Artifact even though I asked you to be on my show. Yes, <laughs> and then you didn't And then, didn't. then I didn't go to the show because <laughs> I had to go to Go Bananas and instead <laughs> of texting you and saying thanks and how was the show. I'm just like you know, I'm gonna feel guilty about this instead. That's gonna be my no, move. good good for, yeah. good for you. Good for you. Good for
0: you. Luke has a theme. It's, yeah. it's ask
1: forgiveness, not permission. It's oh, sure, <laughs> yes. sure. so totally fine. If you thought about sending the message, maybe just don't. don't <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. No, I knew I knew you felt bad and then I felt good knowing you felt bad.
1: Oh, okay, that's the
0: important great. part. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, all that's that matters. As long as we all know that Luke feels bad. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. This has been a blast. Thank you so much Thank for being you guys.
2: on. This yeah. is fun. Thank you. Do
0: Thank you so uh much. do you have socials that people oh, can find you at? You I got did. shows coming up. I, I normally forget and you save me. This is backwards.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got my very first Instagram. <laughs> oh I know. Yes. It's about four months old, so I'm figuring it out. That's
1: <laughs> it's um, a baby Instagram.
2: Right. And it's just it's at Mandy Comedy, and Mandy is with two unfortunately yes. um so mandy with two e's uh, comedy is my instagram now and i'm trying to figure it out i'm, I'm learning it uh, but i always post my dates on there always 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 post it's my the dates. the
0: most important part always yeah. and
2: then also on you can find me on facebook it's not a super active page but never do not have my dates on there that's always my cover photo yeah um certainly always around the midwest in the region i'm gonna spend my summers doing fringe festivals nice um so all of pff, the last 3 weekends of august i'll be in indianapolis doing one woman shows all like all of August, so if yeah. if, if, if you're He's near see there, the woman shows. yeah, my it, it's I, and amazing. I'm uh, I'm going, I'm doing, I'm taking my left boob to Kansas City Fringe, but for Indianapolis, that's the name
0: of the one woman, the, boob. yeah, that's my my left name of boob. the show, right? Yeah, I'm thinking, just
2: no, I Don't just put my, I took my tit off and put it on a plane and flew it if to Kansas went to City. If you want to see my left boob, <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair question, Laura. fair question, a totally relevant question, a totally relevant thing to. See. Like, I knew
0: that. I just I'm like picturing the audience, <laughs> nope, just like nope. you what are is she talking correct.
2: about? You are correct. I really should have thought that one through before I just said it in that order. But but yeah, I'm taking like the boob part because that is connected to uh, like a grief and loss story. Yes. Because um, you saw the boob thing, mm-hmm. but then you saw two other pieces in the front and the back of it. Yes. So I'm um. taking the boob story with a grief and loss story. As My Left Boop to Kansas City Fringe because I've I've built that show. I know that one works mm-hmm. and I've never been to Kansas City, so I want to go make a good impression. But I've done Indie Fringe a couple times, so I want to take them something new. Yeah. So I'm taking them uh, the pieces that you have seen, which will be the embryo. Mm-hmm. My friend offered me her frozen embryo and my abortion story, which I did not know was going to be so relevant when I started doing the show in no, in January. Right. <laughs> I did not know it was gonna be so relevant when I wrote it. Um, and it's hard it's hard to make funny and it's not all funny, which yeah. is what makes it a friend show. It's right. very theatrical. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm smushing those two pieces. I'm calling it X's and embryos and I'm Good gonna take name. those <laughs> I'm gonna take those to uh, indie and see if I can make an hour work. I'm gonna try to make that funnier. Which is a hard sell to open with 25 minutes of just straight cum jokes, which is, <laughs> you know, you know that's how it's open. It's just 25 minutes of just cum, straight cum jokes. And then 25 minutes of, like, the sad abortion story. So I have to figure out how to marry these two stories and, oh, and, and not just freak everybody out and then bum
1: everybody yeah. out. But, you know, scientifically, that's the order it goes that's in. Exactly. Like, yeah.
2: That's the The borderline is on your side.
1: Yes. So
2: I, 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 that is a huge, fringe is such a inviting, lovely place where anything can happen. So I was like, if I'm ever going to make these stories work, this is how you do it. And you just got to go risk that people are going to be like, that was gross. And then that was sad. And that was not a comedy. (laughs) Thank you, Mandy. Uh, But they may and then i will have to figure out how to make it a little less gross and more funny right little less sad and more funny but i don't want to change the message cuz the the message is like it's it's like the whole reason i even wanted to talk about it because i i got an abortion um, you know a million years ago and i didn't speak of it for years because it's just like why invite anyone's opinion yeah right and so i just kept it to myself (laughs) and i recently started talking about it i don't know why i think when you're in your 40s you just are like it almost is gratifying to have people not like you, because you're like, oh, I needed to clear up some of my <laughs> right. pet people speaking <laughs> to me. I needed to clear out, you know, getting a lot of weird messages from fans right, right. sometimes. So Too many like, voices. Yeah. Let's do something it's that'll split is, the room. It is. Exactly. It's like sometimes when you're in your 40s, you sort of want to clear out the clutter. Yeah. yeah. So we'll keep like, the cool fans. Yeah. If they're all right
1: with this, exactly. they're right or right. die.
2: Exactly. And, uh, and it's in no way a pro-abortion story. It's just a story. Yeah, and it's a story about a thing that happened, and you can be pro-life as long as you're like me in that you don't give a fuck what another person is doing, right? Um, but if you give a fuck what I did and it matters to you, then you you will be upset because unlike a lot of these stories that I'm hearing online since the Roe versus Wade reversal, it's not a trauma story. It's it is a it is a life decision with some really subtle reasons about the thing that I did. So you I can't like defend it. You know, I can't be like hmm. this horrible thing yeah. happened to me yeah. or I was in dire straits or there was a medical complication. I I made a choice to be a comic. That is why I did it. Yeah. And I didn't see a way that I could do both. And so when I talk about all the, the reasons behind that, I, it, it's just, it's not even a defense. I don't have one. It's just what I did. So, and I always wanted to hear more stories like that. I was tired of hearing that you had to have the worst thing on earth happen to you to justify yeah. it. Right. I just, just did it because it was a choice that I had and it changed the trajectory of my life forever. Yeah. And I felt appropriately guilty about it, but feel very glad that I did it. And so I just don't, I just want there to be, I want there to be no shame. I don't want you to feel like you have to go online and be like, I was molested by my uncle. Like that's (laughs) so. That
0: doesn't normalize anything. It keeps it in the extreme when all the stories are extreme. Right.
2: Yeah. I wanted the, I love the story because the story was this. It wasn't the worst thing that ever happened to me. It wasn't the best thing that ever happened to me. It was just the best I could do at the time. Yeah. And I think I did the right thing.
1: And I think that's most people. Right. So that's extra important. Right. Why are there are all, all these girls out there who have had that story. Yeah. Or right. like... Well, where am I in all of this? Yes. It wasn't like a trauma event. It yes. Wasn't, yeah.
2: Yes, and you know, and the, there, there was a. I thought the event itself of going to get one would be traumatizing, and I think I was a little surprised at how not traumatizing the whole day was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And 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 how uh, how it, uh, it, I felt guilty because I it wasn't tra- traumatic. You know, like I felt oh, guilty. I thought it would be yeah. like this, like you would go and you would just be like, Ugh, and you would have to do, and you'd sign a paper and be a thing. And then you'd feel this sense of like wow. loss and everything about you would change. And it, right. you did t- like, you know, they, it, it just, none of that. And it was just like, every, you're very removed from it when you're there and yeah. you don't experience this huge, like change in yourself. So you're just like, is it? It's done?
0: Uh, I can go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> think you feel like ice
3: cream? <laughs> goes, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. It, it's so crazy that that you're just like, thank you for your service. Okay, I don't, I don't know what to. In you know, a good day, have a great day.
1: Really like- good abortion. Good job, you guys. Good job. Thank you.
2: Um, so it, it was so odd that I that it, that I thought I would be traumatized by the event, and I wasn't. Yeah. Where all the trauma ended up was the feeling that I couldn't say anything or half the people I knew would hate me or judge right, me. Right.
0: Know? Inviting those opinions. Yes. Like having to hide something yes. that you made a choice for yourself about. Yes. Like yeah, that's insane.
2: And in staying quiet for five or ten years. I think I robbed a lot of other women of the chance to feel normal too because they probably were like, it was fine and then they didn't want to tell anybody. Or maybe they didn't do it because they didn't have a good enough excuse
0: right right right?
2: um and i just i didn't tell like my closest friends i just secrets secret women live in secrets about their body all day which is the um, when it opens with the embryo story that was all about secrets she Mm -hmm. she offered me the embryo because she didn't know that i didn't want a child Uh and that i'd already done that yeah uh the boob story is all about like Surgery and body dysmorphia yeah. and, la- and like a genetic disorder in it. And it's all secrets. All- women's bodies are just like secret, 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 secret. Everything about us is secret, secret. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> right, right. And so that whole show is just like, man, I probably should tell some people this shit. And then it's like, wow, I can't yeah. believe I went my whole life never telling people all this shit. Right. Uh, and I cannot tell you the, the number of messages I have received from women who either had a had an abortion, had a fertility treatment, been unable to conceive, or my favorite, uh, had to have breast surgeries or mastectomies from cancer and like all the complications Yeah. All the body secrets are coming out. And the best one I got, one woman, her, she has a 16-year-old daughter who is about to have to have a breast reduction surgery. And this woman was so removed from her own story that she literally forgot that she had had a breast, like getting her breast even out because she grew one like I did and didn't grow the other. When she was young... Put it in that place in her mind because you don't talk about it.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Lived on for another 20, 30 years, got married. Her husband didn't know. And now she has a 16-year-old daughter who's about to get a breast reduction surgery. And she literally forgot to tell her daughter, I've been through this, too. Let me help you with cow. this. Because like our bre- we'll just lock shit down. Oh, for sure. We'll just lock it up. For yes. sure. Oh, that's
0: an inconvenient <laughs> right, thing. right. Nah, we'll yeah. put that out of the way. <laughs>
2: lock it down. <laughs> and she said, when she she and her husband came to the show, saw it and in the car on the way home. She was like, Hey, I never told you this. I forgot. I wasn't hiding it. I forgot. She told him, and then she was like and in the sto- so much of the story, I'm like 15 years old in the story. So mm. so much of it. So then she was able to like go and be like, I really got to help my daughter through this. Like right. her teenage brain is interpreting this entirely differently than I am interpreting this. Like, and her mom is just like a medical thing, but for daughter, it's her whole identity. Yeah. It's high school, yeah, it's exactly. Everything. And so she was able to go and talk to her daughter, and I was like well I think I can fucking hang it up now yeah. like I think mission accomplished I did it I did it I talked about my body and then like a family talked yeah and I was like well fuck I guess I'm I guess I'm good <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm done like
1: thanks you guys it was great yeah. go see Mandy's show it will fix your life <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: thank you so much for being on the show. This was an absolute blast. Thank you. Go follow her on Instagram, everybody.
3: For
1: what? Lobster bites. The Long John Silver.
2: I had no idea this was something they would take
1: away. How would. Right? Why would it ever not be on the menu? I would pay $45 for that.
0: (laughs) I still haven't had them and you still have not sold me on them yet. Well,
1: you (laughs) said you weren't a fan of lobster.
0: No, I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of things that taste like rubber.
1: Afraid, yeah, see? Like right there. I'm afraid (laughs) that (laughs) your opinion of them will affect me, so I don't want. (laughs) To bring them in, if you're not going to appreciate them. Have you had them? Yeah, I. But you already like them, so I how kept is my them opinion? alive. Like um, I think I'm the sole reason they keep bringing <laughs> them back. They're like, we see a real big spike in the Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area whenever.
0: I hate when places do away with food that I like. Mm-hmm. It's the most inconvenient and seasonal thing.
1: food. Can I get a? No,
0: you can't because we don't sell that anymore. <laughs> Well, then why are you open? This is why I come here. (laughs) Just give me nacho fries, Taco Bell.
1: Yeah.
2: Is it a marketing thing?
0: I think that that's why Taco Bell does it 100%. They're just trying to, like, create a supply and demand out of nothing.
1: Uh, Yeah, artificial scarcity. I don't like
0: artificial things.
1: When they come in town, I do buy like five of them at a time because I know they're going away. That's exactly
0: what they do. They hoard potatoes in a warehouse and they wait for folks to get (laughs) real, real hungry for that cheese sauce. They're like, yeah, okay. The time is nigh. (laughs) Release the nacho fries.
1: Oh. Wait, what were you talking about? They use potatoes and the nacho fries? fries? Uh, They haven't left my brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the nacho fries. They're... They're literally potatoes. They're just seasoned like nachos. Yeah. Have you not had those either?
1: No, I don't think so. Just Uh, nacho everything else from Taco Bell.
2: As friends, you two really need to get on the same page about eating.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I I don't (laughs) think being being on the same page is what we do.
1: (laughs) You need to go eat together. Not even the same
0: book. I feel
2: like you two have never shared a meal.
0: Um, we've shared meals, just usually in separate rooms at the same time. Yeah. That's usually our
1: vibe. I think it's just pizza. That's the one thing we'll split.
0: Can you even call that a meal, though? It's just like a the, the
1: highest level snack that you can fill up yeah. on.
2: I think you could just put a pizza out and anyone would eat.
1: Okay, so on the snack to dinner spectrum, that's the <laughs> dividing line. Pizza's on the, the snack side.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I want to say no. Are you sure? Because you seem.
1: Just as far as portability goes, and.
0: But how is a hot dog more or less portable than a
1: sandwich? I think it's more likely to slip out.
0: Really? It depends on
1: your sandwich. If You're you a... have like an
0: overstuffed. <laughs> You don't know how to assemble a hot dog if you're worrying about it slipping out.
1: You know, we're on the eve of your first headlining- Boom! Let's get into it! All right! (laughs) Show at Go Bananas. Should
3: I scoot closer to the mic? Uh, Let me scoot it closer to you, actually.